0: Politics, pop culture, and a whole bunch of other things that start with the letter P. The Mark Harvard Podcast. Who knew that optimism could sound so sarcastic? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome into the Mark Harvard Podcast. It's episode 19. Hope you had a, a fantastic week. Mine was mine was a little trying, but you know, we get through. Um, we, we are coming off, of course, of a Memorial Day. Uh, we took my kid. To the Atlanta Aquarium. And um, we got there, and he got a little overwhelmed, I think, by the crowd. And so we pulled him aside. We sat down, and uh, we got some lunch in him. And we figured out that if he he rode on my shoulders, then he was going to be okay. And... At, at that point he was cool he, you know we, we watched uh, the whale sharks and we watched the beluga whales and all that and he had a blast so that's what we did on our um, on our on our memorial day we uh, took advantage of some of the freedoms that some people gave the ultimate sacrifice for and we spent it as a family and uh, we had a good time so yeah. <laughs> Hope yours was good as well. Um, don't forget, you can find us over on YouTube. We'd love for you to go over and subscribe to that YouTube channel. It's uh, Right now, I can't give you any fancy-schmancy uh, custom URL because you have to have a certain number of subscribers there to make that a thing. So if you could, uh, log into YouTube and go just do a search for the Mark Harvard Podcast. If you would, and um, that'd help out a lot. And just hit that subscribe button. Uh, We need to get up to 100 there so we can get the custom URL. So we've got a lot going on in the news. And uh, first and foremost, we've uh, we've got folks... Okay, I, I pride myself on being someone that has friends on both sides of the aisle. I have friends that are very liberal. I have friends that are very conservative. And I posted something out uh, on social media just the other day over on Twitter that basically said, if two of your friends are fighting, you don't have to inject yourself into that back and forth. You can be friends and remain friends with both of them. And not have their fight be your fight. You can just be a good friend to both of them. Um, and then I think I welcomed, I thanked everybody for coming to my TED Talk. But, but yeah, I mean, that's the thing is I, I allow, you know, if, if someone is far right, someone's far left, they're going to go after each other. Neither are going to be totally rooted in reality. They're both going to see everything through either conservative or liberal tinted glasses. And, you know, the truth is always somewhere in the middle. Um this one story came out, though, this week that kind of it had me scratching my head and it, it frustrates me the way that both sides are dealing with it. And it's it's that rumor story about Trump where people are saying that Trump is, is telling people that he's going to be reinstated by by August. And I, I there, there are things to criticize on both sides of this. First off, let me start with even the most staunch Trump supporter knows that that's not going to happen. Most most rational Trump supporters have re, have have decided that even if they were holding out hope, which most of them, the 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 election happened and we were like, yeah, they stole the election, and so we're gonna leave it. I mean, that's it. They got I mean. A lot of those folks got mad, and then they moved, they moved on because that's a healthy human thing to do. Um, even his most staunch repor- uh, supporters know that Trump's not going back in office. That's just not how it goes. It's been. Too long, it's been, you know, we're, we're done with that. We're moved on. Um, if you want Trump back in office, maybe start thinking about something in the next, you know, two years to start a campaign. I don't know. But uh, most rational conservatives, they know that that's not going to happen. That's not, that that ship has sailed, it's gone. Now, of course, because of that, though, you've got folks on the left side of the aisle that are doing this big thing. Oh, Trump supporters think this is da 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 I I've got a friend of mine on social media, and he is one of these that looks at everything based around how much he hates Trump. And so because of that, you can't really take much of what he says seriously because everything goes through that tinted lens. And, you know, if you say if you confront him about that, he would say the same as is, is true of of the Trump supporters, and I would agree. Everyone's gonna keep their own politicized thing there. Um when it comes down to it, rational people know that, one, Trump's not going back in office unless he tries to run again. And even then, I I don't know. Now, that hurts the narrative on the left because the left would love to have psychotic Trump supporters rallying in the streets and all that so they could point and see, look, look, these guys are not stable. This is awful. They need something to point at to be bad because that side likes to become, you know, fashion themselves as the saviors. So, yeah, the Walking Dead Easter egg there for you. Um, they want to fashion themselves as the people that are going to save everybody from everything bad. So, I guess what my big thing is is to say is to calm down, <laughs> calm down. No Trump supporter. No, no, no conservative is really, I mean, maybe you might find one or two psychos out there, but but no rational Trump supporter is saying Trump is going back into office. There goes your argument. It's not going to happen. And if you are that one crazy Trump supporter that says he's going back into office, being reinstated in, in, in August, it's not going to happen. The amount of coordination and resources that would be needed to make that happen would never get pulled together. It, 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 no, it does. it just doesn't happen. Now, what I can tell you about is something a little more, uh, a little more uh, fun to talk about. I put something up on the YouTube channel earlier this week that uh, actually got a little, uh, it got a little traction, a little bit. I put it up on YouTube, put it up as an Instagram story, and I also put it up over on the TikTok, and I actually got a bunch of love uh, out on the TikTok uh, for this. It involves this girl. This little girl for her three-year-old birthday party. It's coming out of Minneapolis. Uh, Leona Faye, She she loves the Lion King, and as does my little boy Jack. He's a big. His first movie he ever watched was the Lion King. The first one he ever sat down and watched all the way through, and I'm okay with it. There are a lot worse choices. So she asked for a birthday cake for the Lion cake, and you know her mom's like, "Yeah, we can do that, surely. So she wanted one particular scene, and she wanted the scene. Where Mufasa died. And her 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 logic was that if everybody saw the cake, they'd be sad and they wouldn't want birthday cake. And then I will get to eat all of the birthday cake. <sighs> okay, so the mom took the idea to the baker because you know it's her birthday. Let her do what she wants. Went to the Thirsty Whale Bakery there in Minneapolis. She said, Uh normally the three year old cakes don't have dead characters on them but we'll do it because it's more interesting than the cake and so yeah here's the thing because all of this is basically uh this little girl's outsmarting everyone else this little girl is living at a different level than everyone else she is either going to take over the world or she's gonna destroy it um she's already got everything figured out at three um, she might be in training to become a Batman villain. And I'm just, yeah, this is crazy. So, so ne- she said next year short knows what she wants for her birthday, a Cinderella cake featuring the evil stepmother. <laughs> She's playing the long game. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, also hilarious. Did you see this story? A drug dealer has been arrested after sending a photo of cheese. This is from Liverpool, England. Where, you know, give him credit, over there in the UK, they take their cheese very, very seriously. They have entire entire stores of cheese. So a drug dealer from the UK was arrested after police analyzed his fingerprints from a photo he sent of himself holding a block of cheese. This guy's 39 was sentenced last Friday to 13 years and six months in prison. He pled guilty to several drug charges relating to cocaine, heroin, And they say it's his love of Stilton cheese, which is disgusting. Um, Police intercepted a photo Stuart sent through an encrypted messaging service called EncroChat. He was identified through the fingerprint analysis of the photo, which showed him holding a block of Stilton cheese in the palm of his hand. The arrest was part of an international operation targeting criminals who used EncroChat, into which uh, law enforcement officials in Europe gained access. UK officials say tens of thousands of criminals across the globe used used it to coordinate their illegal actions. So what you're telling me is that thieves have their own social media network? Is that what we're saying? It's like WhatsApp but for 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 shady stuff? I didn't know that was even a thing. But uh yeah, apparently it's already been hacked by the police. So hey police, hey uh criminals, maybe you pull back from that one. Yeah, maybe just throw it out there. Um I like this story. So lately in my family we've talked a lot about uh funeral arrangements and I can say that Every, a lot of people have different ideas about what they want for their funeral. I mean, how they you know, their lasting uh, effects of, you know, what happens to the body, what happened you know, where do you want to be buried, that sort of stuff. And uh, that's been a lot of conversation around my house lately, just because, you know, so a few things have come up and we've talked, not, not, I mean, no one's no one's sick or anything like that, but just, you know, the, the thinking toward the future sort of stuff. And uh, we've talked about, you know, do you want to you know, be, you know, buried? Do you want to be cremated? Do you want to have your ashes in an urn here? Do you want to, do you want to, uh, have them scattered somewhere? I mean, what do you, what do you want to do here? So I came across this story and I've started sending the link out to family members. Uh, it's from Logan, Utah. Um, Kay Andrews, she died at the age of 97 and this was a couple of years ago, but her legacy is starting to, I guess, get some traction out there on social media. Images of her grave at a Utah cemetery have gone viral because she's actually got a recipe engraved onto her headstone. Yeah, it's for fudge, and I'm looking at it now. It's like there's the headstone part, but to the left of it, it's a big, uh, dark marble, like like column, and on the column is listed Kay's Fudge, two squares chocolate, two tablespoons. Uh, uh, butter, melt on low heat, stir in one cup milk, bring to boil, three cups sugar, one tablespoon vanilla, pinch of salt, cook to softball stage, pour on marble slab, cool and beat and eat. Wherever, Wherever she goes, there's laughter. That's the quote at the bottom. So she's put this recipe for her own fudge. This is the way that people get in trouble, though, because people start using that as their Fudge recipe. And I can say this because I remember when my grandmother passed away, we found a church cookbook uh, in amongst her things. And there was, at one point, and I forget what the recipe was for, but she had scrawled, angrily scrawled out into the margin, This is my recipe. She stole it. When women get up to around 97, they are paying attention to what's theirs and especially their intellectual property, and those recipes, mm, I mean, you need to be given credit where credit's due, or else I, I think people come back from the dead to haunt you, Uh, yeah, so, so this thing, it, it's out there, she has, I guess, she's got credit for it now, because everyone knows it as Kay's fudge, and now I want to go make fudge. I'm actually gonna be, my, my, I'm home home alone this weekend. My mom, my, my wife's going to a like a family reunion, taking Jack with her. So I'm gonna be home alone this weekend. So maybe I'm making fudge. I don't know. We'll see. I might get a crazy, you know, idea come come Saturday Saturday afternoon and do that. I don't know. Uh, stick around. We got more coming up on the show, and we're gonna talk a little bit about a kid that got into trouble, and so he made his own home and it's not what you think also a homeowner ah the trials of being a homeowner a homeowner who found something that had been fixed in their house was not really fixed and is actually designed to fall over that's coming up in a lot more right here on the mark harvard podcast stick around the mark harvard podcast like to thank old world luminary candle company for their continued sponsorship of the show these guys are great and there's still time to get your dad a candle for father's day that's right old world has the traditional candles like vanilla and lavender but they also have manly scents like leather and bourbon not together apart these things come in glass containers they look awesome sitting on a dresser or a desk check them out online at owlcandlecompany.com o-w-l-candlecompany.com Or grab dad something uh, for Father's Day that'll make his world smell just a little better. Old World Lumiere Candle Company at OwlCandleCompany.com. Summer's here, and it is time to update that summer wardrobe with some merch from the Mark Harvard Podcast. Go to MarkHarvardCreative.com right now and click the store link to go get t-shirts, polos, bags, and hats with the Mark Harvard Podcast logo on them. You can also pick up our famous Jesus Soundwave design featuring the audio soundwave wave of the name Jesus. All that and so much more found at markharvardcreative.com today. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and online at markharvardcreative.com. The Mark Harvard Podcast. And we are back. Welcome back to the Mark Harvard Podcast. My name is, is Mark Harvard, otherwise that would be weird. Um, Don't forget, go find us on YouTube. Just do a quick search for the Mark Harvard Podcast. Subscribe while you're there so we can get one of those fancy schmancy custom URLs. You can also find us over on Instagram and over on the uh, Facebook. So like and share and all that. Last night, we had a power outage here in the area, and it, was, it wasn't it was bad. I mean, it was only down for like two or three hours, but at one point, about an hour in, my kid had obviously had enough. He's four years old. He'd had enough, and he, he I, we're putting him to bed because it's, it's kind of getting close to his bedtime, and, you know, that's one thing he can do. Um, we gave him his little tablet and said, uh, it, since you're going to bed a little early, then you can absolutely, you know, take your tablet to, to bed and watch your tablet play your game for a little bit. Just kind of calm down. So... He starts calling me in there after about 40 minutes or so and and says, Daddy, we need a new house. This one's broken. I said, excuse me. He goes, the power doesn't work. It's broken. We need a new house. First off, I'm not moving anytime soon. I hate moving. But um, also what if something's broken, you fix it, dude. You don't just uh, I told him to hang out for a bit and the power of it did eventually come back on. Uh, before he actually went to sleep, so he got to see that the power was back. But still, power's out, so we need to get a new house. All right, that, that's how you do it. Way to go, buddy. Um, although I should, I guess, count myself lucky on this. Um, found this story. A Spanish team dug his own man cave to blow off steam after getting to a fight with his parents. Guy's name is guys 20 years old. His name is Andre Canto. Started digging the underground retreat. And uh, well, about six years ago with a uh, pickaxe and the bunker now features a living room, a bedroom, along with a heating system, Wi-Fi and a music system. After he had, he had, he had a, a blow up with his folks, he was 14 years old. He started digging in the family garden after school and eventually enlisted a friend with a pneumatic drill to blast the 10 foot deep cave. So the excavation was done by hand and a ha- and a homemade pulley system and Canto reportedly reinforced the cave's roof and walls with concrete and columns. The total cost of the project? $60. Yeah. The aspiring actress of The Labor of Love was an extension of his love for building huts and treehouses. I've always liked to build little huts. I lived in the countryside and often when I found abandoned wood there I'd build a nice little house. So in a an ultimate six-year-long sp- Bat of spite. Uh, he built a cave in his parents' backyard. And he said the cave sometimes floods and is often visited by insects and spiders and snails, but the builder doesn't mind the company. He said, I don't have problems with them. If I destroyed their house, I let them build it in a new place in the wall. It's no problem. So a viral social media post attracted the attention of local officials who reportedly sent inspectors to make sure the cave was up to code. And the online interest finally caught the attention of his parents who approve of the underground lair. Uh, the mom came down, told me it was smaller than it seemed in the videos. Well, yeah, it's an underground cave, and he did this by hand. It's going to be small. This is not going to be a giant palace. But I think it's hilarious that they sent out a a building inspector, and then a building inspector seems to have signed off on this. I mean, there's electricity down there. There's a heating system. A bedroom, a living room, although if it's... If it's down low enough to where they had to blast to get the cave done, first off, what parents have not been didn't come running when they heard blasting in their backyard. But um, if it's if it's deep enough to where they had to blast, that is going to be pretty insulated, you know. Because I mean, the further down you get, you know, it stays cool, and you know, think about, think about those cold, dark caves that you 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 know you get to walk around in. Um, you're going to have enough insulation for it to be okay. You probably would not have to cool it. Heating it might be a thing you'd have to do. But, uh, yeah, the kid's got his own place now, so there's that. Hopefully he doesn't have any big problems, you know, with, with, with you know, cave-ins and that sort of stuff. Um, although, I found this other story, and uh, Michael Holland actually wrote this article. Um, I'm a homeowner, been a homeowner for a while, and I just, I, there, there are always headaches when it comes with owning a home. There always are. Uh, sometimes they're big. Sometimes, like you know, a, a flooded bathroom or something like that. Sometimes it's it's small, much like you know, hey, uh, this this doorknob was put on backwards or something like that. And you you know, you take five minutes, you fix it. Nothing huge, but when you when you buy a house, you never know what those little quirks are gonna be until you li- you live there a little bit. So, a new homeowner recently shared a video to social media after she discovered that the previous owners apparently used something to prop up a fixture in the bathroom, and uh, her name is Dakota Delaney. She posted a video to her TikTok account showing what she found when she was inspecting a loose toilet paper dispenser in the bathroom. When she moved the fixture away from the wall, it easily came out, and attached to the back of the fixture were several Jenga game blocks. You know, Jenga's the, the, the game where you have the little pieces of wood and you're supposed to pick a piece out of the bottom and put it up at the top, and the first person who's turn it is knocks the tower down. Yeah. Uh, is a game where players stack blocks, remove pieces one at a time. The person who eventually knocks over the tower is the loser. So many users on TikTok made the same joke about how Delaney was lucky the house didn't fall down when she pulled the Jenga blocks out of the wall. Other users who own homes themselves related to Delaney's situation claiming they found similar oddly done repair work. In our last house... We found that the door going into the master bathroom—it had uh, where that little metal plate is, where the door where the door latch clicks in. It's part of the frame. Um, it was actually held out far enough for the door to hit it by our big roll of pennies. They stuck pennies in there to brace it out. Uh, I, I lived there a year and a half without realizing it. Just all of a sudden, noticed it. Um, it's still there, to my to my knowledge. I don't know. I don't know if they, maybe they went back and fixed it. I don't know. So most users seemed amused by the whole Jenga situation. Um, so in fact, one guy said there's there are at least ninety more convenient ways to not do it correctly. So others applauded the apparent ingenuity of the previous homeowner. Uh, modern problems require modern solutions, to quote the Dave Chappelle thing. So I feel like. I feel like I want to go looking around now. Now, granted, the house we live in now, my in-laws had it built, so they were the only ones that have been there. But I also know that my my late father-in-law, uh, he sometimes walked to his own, the beat of his own drum. So I'm not sure what has been rigged, and now I got to go on a, on a on a on a hunt for these things because I feel like there's some out there that I haven't. I mean, we've lived here almost a year, and I feel like there's some things that I haven't found yet. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you guys know as as, as things come up uh, whether or not I, f- I find anything that, uh, that 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 requires your attention. Uh, if I do, I'll post pictures and I'll post uh, updates uh, on one of the gajillion ways that you, you can find us online. Um, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us over on Instagram. And we've also got the YouTube channel that I would love for you to become a, a subscriber for. And today's the day to do that. Because I can tell you, uh, I am actually going to take advantage of having um, the house to myself tomorrow night and, uh, and 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 over the weekend, because I'm going to do a live stream tomorrow uh, over on YouTube and over on uh, yeah over on YouTube and on Facebook. So go find go find us there. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, and you can be part of the live stream. We're gonna go be going over a few of the things that we talk about here that we talked about here today, but also some extra things, uh, some extra little bonus content for you video guys. Also, if you subscribe over on the YouTube channel, you get the occasional uh, uh, video short that I'll do, where it's just one story. It's like four and a half minutes long or five minutes long. Uh, one story, we talk about it. We make a couple of jokes and we uh and then and then we're out. Just kind of a we do those a couple of times a week. So go find us over there on the YouTube channel. Also, uh, you heard the uh, they heard the ad before over at markharvardcreative.com. We've got uh, t-shirts. We've got t-shirts with the uh with the show logo on them. But also we've got our limited edition. Uh, Jesus wave, and that's a uh, a t-shirt with the wave form. The if you you audio folks know what I'm talking about, it's the squiggly lines of audio. Uh, but it's of of me saying the word the name Jesus, and it's a great um. I don't. Every time I wear mine, I get asked what what does that say, and it gives me an opportunity to to, uh, to talk about to talk about salvation and talk about about uh, faith and that sort of thing. So it's a great conversation starter to start up. Conversations about Christ. So uh, go by check it out. It, it's over at markharvardcreative.com dot com, and uh, you can just click the little store link and and get uh, and get your your shirts there. And you can get them on shirts on face masks if you're still wanting to do that. You know, you know we've all seen the uh, the leaked emails from Fauci. So yeah, maybe it's a fashion statement. I don't know. Um, you can get on um, get all those designs on T shirts, long sleeve T shirts, hoodies. Um, you can even get them on towels beach towels and stuff and stuff like that so yeah go check all that out at markharvardcreative.com. that does it for me i am out of here i will see you guys next week and i'll see you tomorrow on the live stream on the youtube channel have a great week and i'm out the mark harvard podcast